Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. Nobody cares! Nobody cares! Nah, that wasn't exciting enough. It's the overtime! Well, I don't know. That was good. It was okay? I don't know. We're at the end of the season. Yeah. It's overtime and it's almost August and I'm about done doing these. Yay! Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Fitz, Zach, and Coles right here in the GPC studios answering absurd questions from our wonderful subscribers. I would never call you folks absurd. Ask us anything, generally we'll answer as long as it's not too inappropriate. But you know, I kind of like the slightly inappropriate where I can talk about stuff without really talking about stuff. Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You, you know what I mean. Like how I like to talk about Taco Lucha and So Long Saloon. And I would talk about them even if they weren't the sponsors. Right. Well, they are the sponsors and I'm going to talk about them. I love them. In fact, I think Zach and I, I don't know about Colsey Wolsey. His dad's in town. He might have other plans. We're going to go to So Long right after this. Is that where we're going? I guess. Oh, please sounds like yes. Sounds like the plan. Although I might starve to death before I get there. We're going to make this a very short overtime. Yeah, we're hangry right now, um, and our sponsors make delicious food. so They pay us to eat there. Right, right. Why wouldn't we? Make sure you go to both of those spots. They're, they're landmarks. They're incredible. The food and service are amazing. you got to wait in line a little bit, but now you can stand in a, in a human corral and drink beer, and that's what America is all about. But speaking of those fine establishments, let's get going with your questions from Wabash Station and the overtime. Cole, take it away. All right. Speaking of our sponsors, King Jim 77, what's the best variation of a so long Nancy? Is it a dirty? Is it a pirate? Is it the original? It's the original. Mm, I'm an disagree. original guy. But also, I feel like it's time to add a fourth or fifth oh. Nancy in there. I feel like having just what pirate is rum, mm-hmm. dirty is vodka. Why not a tequila? Don't they have a Mex- Mexican Nancy? Or a, I don't think uh, so. I thought they did. Oh, I don't think that would taste very good. I don't yeah. think it would either. But, hey, I'm I'm just coming up with ideas. I feel like limiting yourself to two variations of the original. How about Prohibition, Nancy, and you put gin in it? Sure. Oh. Oh. I think that's we a, long, a lot a of syllables name. there. It doesn't ring off the tongue. We got a dirty. We got a pirate. Yeah, Mexi. A Mexi Nancy with tequila. Why not? I wouldn't order it. I'd, order, I'd stick with the original. I'm just saying. It shrub, had- shrubbery Nancy for gin. Look, I'm, I'm going to say something shocking and appalling to our sponsors. I do not like Nancy's. I don't like summer beers. I like beer, and I like lemonade, and I like pineapple juice, and I like vodka, and I like rum. I don't want any of those in my beer. It's kind of like 
Women's basketball. I'm not going there on this public <laughs> podcast. But that, yeah, I like women and I like basketball. Um, I, I'm just not a fan. And one of my buddies is the inventor of the Nancy. He's the guy that walked into So Long Saloon in 2001 and said, hey, you got pineapple juice behind the bar. Can I have pineapple in my beer? I want a pineapple beer. And then everyone started doing it. I strongly prefer my invention, the banana hammock. Found it. Taco Lucha. I would agree with that statement. I still don't believe that you actually came up with the actual drink, though. We did. Yes, we did. I noticed they had the pear absolute vodka back behind the bar. And I decided I wanted to try it, but let's have some fun. So they've got the banana mix for their margaritas. And I said, let's just do the banana mix with some pear vodka. It is the banana with the pear. It's <laughs> literally what's inside a men's banana hammock. And it's delicious. It's wonderful. And it's actually typed out on the menu as banana and, hammock. And now it is. Okay. And what's funny is we this goes I mean, this is pre-pandemic. I don't think it's on the menu, though. I've seen it on something. It's really? not on the official menu, but I've seen it on the a secret menu. That yeah, like lives a, on on yeah. Pinterest. Um, we this was we. My buddy Toby and I came up with this thing years ago. Then the pandemic hits, and we come back, and people are ordering it. I'm like, what is going on? You got all new bartenders. How did this survive? Because usually a recipe like that, you know, bartenders move on and. Does it get stops getting made, but nope. Shout out to Ryan Gilbert, though. I do think a reason why that that has started again was because of you and because of Gilbert and no. the kind of the no. revitalization of that. I know my friends love the banana hammock whenever we go in there. See, I feel like that's a thing where it's you got to give, you know, you tell a bartender to make you a drink. And you make it, and they try it themselves, and they're like, yeah, this is really good. And then they're just like, ah, make me something, like random. Right. And then they start doing that, and they're like, what mm-hmm. is this? Well, it's a banana – it's a boo-boo. It's a banana hammock. It's a boo-boo. It's a boo-boo. So, yeah, I'm not a Nancy fan. I, I literally don't like anything in poured into my beer. And, you know, I would think a summer beer that has lemonade and some vodka, that's right – I like all of those ingredients, and I don't like them. I will say the pirates are dangerous. They can get dangerous. You drink two thinking they're a normal Nancy, and you might think you've had three. And then when you have three, you might think you had six. I will take a orange juice with some pineapple in it and maybe a little like banana, you know, margarita mix that they have with rum, and that can be my drink. I'll have that nice and fruity. Uh, that can be the pirate Tim. I will just say this: Do not ever go to another bar that is not in Manhattan, so Kansas, funny. and ask for either a Nancy or for them to put pineapple juice in a bush light because they will look at you like you are a crazy, wild idiot. I think my favorite story is when Katie. I think I think it was a Big Twelve Media Day she right. went to. She's at the bar and she's like, "What is the worst beer you have?" I'm like, "Ah, probably Bud Light." Like, "Do you have pineapple juice?" Yeah. All right. Can you mix those together? Just like, what is wrong with you? It's it sounds it's so, atrocious, yeah. but people love it's it. Great. Mm-hmm. And the key is bad beer. I mean, that's that's the whole. It it's gone from old style to old Milwaukee, and now Bushlight, which I think Bushlight's the best of those beers. But you know what's the best is the Rockabilly Nancy because they don't make it with whatever they make it with it. 
right. so long. Because they don't have crappy beers on their tap, do they? They have. I think it's PBR. PBR. Yeah. Hmm. I think PBR is what they make it with, mm-hmm. and it's actually it does taste different. So better. Really, really yeah. is. Very interesting. I, I just appreciate that other bars now have just said, okay, we're serving the Nancy. Mm-hmm. We know it started over there. Although, I mean, Rockabilly is co-owned by some of the owners of the other two places. But um, it's it's now like people go around Aggieville and Manhattan. If you order a Nancy, they're going to know what it is. Right, right. Very good. Next question comes from KNED. What personal highlights will each of you be putting on your own Apple Watch chains? Uh, probably, um, me cranking out some badass tweets. No, like it's going to be like the video of you from your phone. So it's your phone's perspective of you right. sitting there typing with your eyes squinted and your people can see the focus, the game face that I put on when I tweet Michael Swain, my, my sidekick for the drive. Um, uh, I have challenged him. He covers KU. Um, I've challenged him with our premiere episode in late August to show up with a chain with his highlights from the drive last season playing on it. I think that'd be fantastic. I bet you he could ask Jalen Daniels just to, for the Apple Watch, just be like, hey, I'm doing something. It'll be cool. Is that all it was? Was an Apple Watch? Yeah. It was an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's face. an Apple Watch just in a... Without the band. and Yeah, within a chain instead of a band. It's like a pocket watch. It's kind of a genius, actually. <laughs> I thought people gave him crap, but I actually thought it was fine. Look, if you're going to media days wanting to stand out from the crowd, he gets an A+. Plus. Like, that's, a, that's a good that's idea. A, he gets I'm an sorry. A+. Plus. I can't imagine trying to pull that with Bill Snyder or even a Chris Kleiman. <laughs> I was a little surprised Lance Leipold let him do it, but... Jalen is the man when it comes to KU football right now. He's I, got some. He's got some card blancs. I would have, for as far as the highlight goes, I would put on me. Um, you just the back of my head. There was a picture that was taken. Uh, our friend Glenn Kinley from KSNT sent me a picture, and it was of me and Zach. And he sent it to me too. Yeah, Did he, he take? Do you think he took that, or was that from like Chandler's? I, I have no idea. I think but Chandler it, was taking pictures of everybody. My head looked like it was about 75 feet wide, though. It is, actually. So, I, I mean, I would definitely put that on there. Um, I'd probably put a, a question on there of me the first time ever asking a coach a question and probably stumbling over my words a million times. That would definitely last, Was that there. last year or two years ago? No, it was probably like way before then. I don't remember. Oh, it not was. the one at Media Days? In particular. That oh. one was funny, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up there, and I'm, like, leaning, and then I had friends send me uh, a picture, and one of my friends sent me, and it says I was the next Stephen A. Smith, which I would probably put that on there, too. thought it was funny how I was on uh, ESPN there right, during it was. the press conference. I had no idea. Absolutely was, oblivious. Well, I couldn't tell because usually they put the, the question askers up on the big screen, but it was on the big, big screen up above, right. and I was like, I'm like, well, in a normal year, I'd be on TV right now, and then I get a text from someone that's can't be named on this podcast, and, hey, you're uh, – here you are on ESPN. Nice Southern Hills hat. Nice face. Mm. <laughs> I didn't ask any questions in the uh, because it's well. Look, let's let's point this out. Uh, if you're asking a question there, uh, one of two things is going on. For the more likely thing is you want attention, uh, or you're so lazy, which is why I ask questions. You want them to type up the answer so you don't have to. And now with Otter, that's just not the same thing. So you know, we you know have those answers before we have it all roughly typed in by 
uh, an AI that needs great improvement. Let's put it that way. But it's uh, like an A minus I. Or yeah. if it's if it's a big big enough pressing enough of a question sure. nationally relevant, and you want to be the one that asks it, you know, fine. Like the Iowa State gambling question. I, I felt like was a perfect. Use truthfully, of that. yes, but truthfully, I did not pay a lick of attention to anything other than Brett Yormark and Chris Kleiman. And quite frankly, even during Chris Kleiman's press conference up there, I was waiting off to the side for him to talk after because that's where you get the better stuff. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get better stuff. I'm that's sorry. But after, you know, that was my fourth media days that I've been to. You learn how to win for your own coverage and, and what's important and what isn't. And it was frustrating because on Thursday we had to, we, you know, we had all day Wednesday. We were just kind of hanging out and had to wait for Thursday. It's so much better to go first on Wednesday. Yes. So oh, much better. Yeah. And it was great that K-State did go first for with the press conference on Thursday. Gave us, you know, more time to work. Fighting but. chance to get out of there. Right. We pulled, we got home at 1130 PM. We left as soon as we were done and made really good time. But. I was still there like an hour and a half later. You know what's funny is I was trying to upload. I got three of the videos uploaded. Will Howard would not go up, and I'm just like, whatever. I'll wait. Went and did my card show. Came back to my brother's apartment, who had amazing internet. It's just like here. Um, took like two seconds to upload. Got it up, you know, ten o'clock or whatever. Which actually I think got us more views on it because it gave some breathing room there on, on the yeah. other stuff. So yeah, it was it was fine. Very good. From O2 Cat, the overhead door that rolls up so the football team can leave the locker room tunnel looks pretty darn bare. What entities should the football team partner up with to give it some, what word is that, Zach? Ponche? Panache? Panache? I don't know. I, I don't never, know. I, I've never said that word out loud. Um, I've never heard that word. So he's talking about sponsoring that door? Yeah, I think that. The Carl and Mary Ice family garage door sounds great. I think that the Shamrock garage door sounds great. You know, you could put a big old. How about the uh, How about the Courtney Messingham fourth and one shotgun to Deuce Vaughn family garage door? No, we're not going to do that. Uh, no, no. I think maybe the Ice family should sponsor it. But on the door will be a picture of vanilla ice, and at the bottom it'll say "Ice Ice Family." <laughs> I was gonna say I'll do you one better because the ices obviously are trains, the cat train mm-hmm. before with the the video, you know, and it's like a train tunnel. I don't know. It'd be, that'd be weird to raise a tunnel up. It'd be kind of Looney Tunes ish, but uh. Yeah, the Ice Ice family is ice, ice a, little too, family. a little too good. I whisper that to him one time. I, just, when I, I really, I really don't understand how they still have a bare metal door. It makes zero sense. Well, it's so easy to wrap it. Yeah, just make it purple. Put a power cat on it. Put yeah, spray put, paint a power cat on put it. Put the damn cat's logo on it. I don't care. Just do something with it. I just think they should take it down, go get it powder-coated purple, and call it good. Good. It looks so much better than what they've got. You know, whenever I go somewhere and I talk about the ice center, Mm -hmm. and and people aren't from Manhattan, they always look at me weird like, 
What do you have? I skating? No, or, or or like since when has Manhattan been yeah. very big into um, immigration control? No. <laughs> Yes, we're like I'm talking about basketball here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, I, I think you got to be careful about the uh, ice family garage door, mm. especially if there's like, you know, any like cages or anything. I, around. Damn, that's probably. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. But. So maybe you got to be careful with that. Okay, well we won't. Do you think? Do you think the ices demand that their name go on everything they donate to, or do you think that KC just does it and they're just like, "Please stop"? I just really want donors to emerge with the last name Fire, so we can have the Fire (laughs) Fire and Ice stuff. Like the you know the whole field could be the Fire and Ice field about Earth and Wind too. I know. Oh wow, that's nice. Have all four video boards covered. Just I, give I us something, folks. Make it better than a just a great door. Yeah, I agree. To, from T Con Man 08, what restaurant slash business is missing from Aggieville in downtown Manhattan that would make the areas better? Okay, I like this downtown question too because I have some strong feelings about that. Now that I am starting to be a townie and no longer a student, we really don't have a a sports bar. About sports, you know. I mean, well, definitely not in downtown. No, and and maybe downtown's where you would need it. I mean, so many people are adverse to parking by Aggieville. Maybe if you put it over the other end, right by the parking garage. I don't know, but I mean, I'm talking about a place where you can go in and there's a wall with a huge screen that if you're ha- showing a K-State road game or the World Series or the World Cup, some significant event, it's it's there. It's like, a John, like a John's Tavern. Uh, Sounds like a place that might yes. serve wings. But and... that's not quite it. it that's it's... more like of a restaurant that has sports on. They want to turn their tables and get you out of there. Yeah. Uh, if you're spending money, it's like any other Sports bar. I don't want to. I can think of one that's not that way. Um, but I, I, I talked about this on another podcast. I went into a sports bar in Vegas that was so totally different because yeah. it was a horizontal shape, but you went in on the long side. Like we've got all these shotgun bars in Manhattan, which is just how the buildings are built. But this was like more of a box, but a horizontal box that you walked in and the bar was in the upper half of the. The, the box, and then you had the long, skinny side just with three massive TVs that everyone in the bar could see. It was really cool. And it was, you know, a step down, too, so you weren't looking through people. It was pretty cool. And I wish we had that kind of configuration in Manhattan. I think you could pull off an amazing sports bar concept in the slots directly below the parking garage facing Manhattan, right next to Rally House. Across from Regina's Chipotle yeah. and the wing restaurant I previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, I think you could do something great in there. New York Crazy Wild Wings. All right, I messed that up. Yeah, New York you Crazy sc- Wings. You screwed that up. You New York just... Crazy Wings. Well, this didn't work. Uh, Niagara Falls wing spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that garage doesn't get more usage... Um, because it's amazing to me how little usage it's getting. They're going to have to lease out the top area. And I go back to what Texas Tech has. They have a bar up there with an outdoor area on their parking garage. See, I think that people don't use it because not all of the 
slots are filled for retail. And like, if you put a restaurant underneath that people want to go to, they will park in the garage. If you right, build it, they will come. Right. I think right now, I think right now, the state of Aggieville, there's too many bars where I think that people are generally responsible enough. Either they live close and they walk and they get drunk and they walk home. Cool. Or B, they are being responsible and, you know, having a designated driver, multiple people driving, like, or taking Ubers. Like, I think that you really do, if you want that garage to be full, you know, all the time, you need more non-bar restaurants. And and the time, when I say non-bar, I mean, like, non, like, Nightlife. Non-yard bar. And that's no diss at yard bar. Yard bar is what yard bar it's is. It's a different demographic. Yeah. But you have to attract the driving demographic that wants to come and eat, maybe drink a little bit, hang out, but park in the parking garage. But, yeah, right now, you know, driving to the garage and going to Johnny Cause or yard bar is just not what people do. Correct. Very good, Zach. Next question. I, I hate how you're turning into fits with your very goods and all right. Okay. <laughs> it's well it's well done. It's just just it's move outstanding. on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the humans will be back with more of the overtime podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the overtime. Speak humans. From Jay Bull and PSU. You talked about Survivor last week and the staff's lack of ability to succeed on that show. Of the whole entire Go Powercat staff, who would do the best in Big Brother? Can I just ask what is Big Brother? Is am I crazy what? for never having heard of this we show? We are before? a CBS property. Oh my god. Big I've Brother. Heard of, I had to You Google can it. watch the feeds on Paramount Plus. Eric, can I say something real quick? I just want you to know, had I not sworn on my daughter's life to vote you in this week, I would be voting you out for the simple fact that how dare you use something against me that I told you about my boyfriend that I lied about to make me look bad and tell Dick that you're going to keep it in your back pocket to hold against me so this house isn't looking the same when you know damn well what I told you in confidence because I trusted you and you're going to use it against me. A lie that I said to my boyfriend when I was on drugs. Are you kidding me? How dare you? Quite frankly, Big Bro- of of the three big CBS reality shows, Big Brother is by far the worst. So, what is Big Brother? Uh, it's you know roughly sixteen to twenty contestants, similar to Survivor, but they're locked in a house in L.A. and no communication with the outside world. And basically, you do challenges, and then you eliminate people. It's similar to Survivor, but it's you're in a house. It's more of a social experiment. Yeah. What kind of person are you? I didn't tell you those for you to go and blab around the house to use against me. That's so sick, dude. That's twisted. 
It's there, I've never watched a single episode. I but. watched it for one summer when I was managing the pools. One of the head guards was really into it, so I watched it just to you know have something to <laughs> talk about because I did find it interesting. But what was more interesting to me is that was when they were still putting like the live feeds. Uh, so like you're filmed twenty four seven, like you are literally on camera, and everything you do is recorded and documented basically you know anything can be broadcast not necessarily they won't broadcast everything but you you get the point you were on tv all the time potentially but they would they would broadcast the live feeds late at night and it was just it was fascinating to watch because like they're literally live they're sitting in this house they don't have tv they don't have music they don't have anything they're just sitting there you know they got to play games you know talk strategy whatever it was it was fascinating because of how boring it was yeah like it just like it would it would drive me insane having to just sit around with nothing to do but i think you would do the best i think you would calculate how best to navigate the game itself i'd probably agree with that from a strategy standpoint i think that yes i would Figure out who's going to be the best allies. I would tell everyone what's on my mind, which is not a good strategy at all. I would just, I would. See, I think that you have so much time, though, and so much, like, thought. I think that everything's going to come out. Like, I don't think, like, I think at a certain point, you'll let your guard down and you'll just start talking to keep yourself occupied. Well, now let me, let me be clear. I will get so annoyed with people because I can't unplug from them that I will be mother effing a bunch of people. Just shut up, Tony. Just shut up, Tony. You never stop with your nonsense, Tony Altimore. So that was just a random name I pulled out. Anyhow. I think, yeah, I think you'd get evicted pretty early. Okay. Good. Who, who would uh, <laughs> Who would do the best on Fear Factor? Not me. No, 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 no. No. I mean, I think Gilbert would win. Really? He seems kind of, he won't even eat beef. You don't think he would drink no, I, donkey semen? Well, he probably does that on his own time. Do have, but Do you have to bleep that out? I, I, no, because yeah. it was about Gilbert. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, look, we can agree that probably on Survivor he'd be fine because he has no needs. He doesn't even need to shower. He doesn't need friendship. He doesn't need regular food. He doesn't need the internet. He doesn't. He he could be fine on that. Now, uh, now the other show would be um, uh, Greatest Race, and again, I'm going with Zach. The amazing, race. amazing, race. amazing race. I I I agree. I agree. I think Zach would do really well in that. I've never traveled out of the country before, though. That would be hard. That that's true. You have to kind of learn to communicate and adapt. What about the Bachelor? Ah, uh, it's clearly me. Or the Bachelorette. I, I guess mean, chicks be. dig me. So why wouldn't I be great on that show? Did you see they're doing a Golden Bachelor? They're doing a older, an older guy. That's great. And I'm I'm dead serious. Someone needs to do a just a knockoff called the Bachelor, and all these hot chicks show up, and the dude's portly. <laughs> just watch how ugly that would get behind the scenes. People would want to leave. Mm-hmm. Would they be chocolate roses? Like, good-looking guy, but he's about 300 pounds. 
And not like an offensive line. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you can go find a good-looking 300-pound guy just based on frame alone. Like, let's think it when he was younger, Eric Stone Street. All right. So you're saying that Eric Eric Stone Street could be the golden bachelor? Ooh. Ooh, get some good crossover here. All right. And let's move on. <laughs> From JBKSU forever, because Zach doesn't like me saying underscores. Underscore. Yeah, I've, I've forbidden Cole from seeing the underscores is there, now. It, Cole, is there, is there one of those lines at the bottom of the line there? Uh, like that, yeah, that one? Okay. I think that's what it is. It should okay. have a name. If every Big 12 team played round-robin style football games with all players being copies of the school mascot, a la Fitz, you probably don't get this reference, but NCAA football 24 had a mascot mode where – it was the mascots were playing against each That's other. Stupid. That's amazing. It is no, incredible. That's all I could think about at media days. Who would uh, win in a normal season and who would be in the championship game? Now, are we talking about uh, like. So Will Howard is in a Willie costume. The, the fur. No, all players are the same. Is that what that said? Oh, wait. I guess all players being, being copies. copies of this okay, mascot. I guess maybe. Well, see, the way I look at it is every mascot is the same. Okay. Same stats. I got so you. like ninety nine speed, sure, eighty nine jumping. You know, like all that. Same for everybody. It'll be a tie. Every game will be a tie. No, each team's mascot is. Well, the, the Mountaineer same. is not winning. Mountaineers, based out. on my experience at Big Twelve Media Days, the Bearcat will win yeah, every game. I, I would agree. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Not just because it it's. Got this weird head and one giant tooth on the top and bottom. The dude inside of it, seven feet tall. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was, he was an absolute unit. He was huge. Did you guys see the uh, BYU Cougar swing dance with the Oklahoma State cheerleader? Look, I'm telling you what, Cosmo is on a different level as a mascot. He was getting a little too close to that cheerleader, I think. I, I saw the AD said to make sure he leaves some room, too. Um, Cosmo does acrobatics Cosmo did multiple backflips off the stage Before the day started on Thursday The weirdest thing I've seen Cosmo do Is they stack tables And he does push-ups Where he pushes himself up And jumps up a table And pushes himself and jumps up a table Sounds like It's uh, incredible Sounds like I can't imagine He needs to get signed I can't imagine doing it Let alone doing it in a cougar costume with a head and and he doesn't have human hands he's got cougar hands i just i think it's ridiculous how small cosmo's head is like it is like luchador type mask how slim probably fits so that he can do the acrobatic sure but like you could give him a little bit more of a proportional jug you know like take my like personal jug like take my head and Put it on there and, and look a little better. It's a, it's a giant noggin. Look at the size of his head. He's got a peanut in his head. Um, I can't do it as good as Gilbert. Sorry. <laughs> Did you clip those? What? That the college game day where all the players are doing the Frank Martin impersonations. Oh, yeah. No. You probably should clip that just for the overtime and just huh. put that put that in your little overtime files so we don't have to listen to Cole's bad bad impression of the bad impression um okay uh willie probably has a decent chance just because he does have human arms and human Mm -hmm. legs 
and human hands. I think that having human hands to catch a football is definitely beneficial. But like, and like he's wearing pads too. Like that's true. Willie is the most football equipped individual. Pistol Pete is terrible. Too big of a head. I'm not telling you though, these guys got guns. Okay, they can use them. I, I, I don't think you can use guns. No, what a this way to an, clear a space in the line to run through. E-rated, Just kill people. This is an E-rated video game. It's uh, <laughs> good sound effects. Yeah, I added that. Good. That was not cold. Um, I added that. Like Texas Tech, no. I, I'd actually put <sighs> Willie versus Super Frog is actually a pretty good. A pretty good matchup, I think. Mm. All Willie versus all Super Frog. It's pretty fair. But Cincinnati's just huge. And it's not Big J or Baby J. By the way, I saw Baby J out of costume. The person is actually smaller than I thought they'd be. Was it a girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was probably four six. Hmm. They're very small. Tiny Baby J. Interesting. Can we move on? From Hard Times Cat. In honor of NFL training camp starting soon, each of you is individually given an NFL expansion franchise. Okay. What city state would you put it in, and what is the team name, colors, and mascot? I would probably go uh, with San Antonio. Um, I don't know what the mascot would be. The Alamos. Well, no, you got to kind of like a... You know, find out, find something like Defenders, but that's not good. But anyhow, um, I think that's a logical place to put in a full team now that Vegas has one. Um, I don't know what my colors would be. I'd also like to just add, uh, you know, a, a team like in Charleston or some some places. This makes no sense, like Green Bay. You know, <laughs> I mean, Green Bay doesn't make any sense, but like it, uh, Virginia Beach, right. Newport News, right. Like, that's like the biggest area without a pro sports franchise or something. Yeah. The Virginia Beach Destroyers. Perfect. It's got a giant naval base. Your colors can be blue and silver and and whatever else. There we go. The Toronto Drakes. Oh, I like mm. it. They better win a championship. Now, would their mascot just be Drake and just that's what you put onto the field? Like he's on the sidelines yeah. anyhow. He'll yeah, be he on comes, the sidelines. He's the mascot. They got the – or you could be the Toronto OVOs and you could be yeah. the Toronto Owls. I guess that's another logo for Actually, OVO. Actually, yeah, Toronto Owls would be pretty good. Black and gold. You get Drake as the owner. Hey, sign me up. I'd love to see a sports team up in like Montana or just like – you know, like just the mm-hmm. the where – like North Dakota is like closest to like Minnesota or Denver, you know, I, for their sports teams. Like I, put somebody like have like, uh, you know, the Frontier Cowboys or something where I'm it's just sure. you're a regional upper whatever team. I'm pretty sure John Dutton's trying to make that happen. And like that's what the new season of Yellowstone is. It's going to be about him putting a football program yeah. huh. on his family land. Yes. Uh, I'd also and, want. And then he has to draft him because he's the general manager. And he's going to make make Beth the uh, the trainer. Yeah, I haven't watched the show. I'm sorry. Well, but what the, what horrible movie was Costner in where he was like drafting? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'd want to do is put a franchise in Kansas City, a second franchise in Kansas City, just to see how well it would do. Like just as an experiment, like just a like football franchise. Absolutely. 
if Manchester can have Manchester City and Manchester United, that is amazing. Be very about, like when you soccer. think like when you think about soccer and how close all of these teams are, and it's not just the Premier League; it's you know all the leagues down. You know these. You know even in the second divisions, you know they've got big stadiums. I'm curious how many people in Kansas City, you know, if you put it in Overland Park or or whatever, you know, the Kansas City Commanders, for lack of a better team idea, um, you know, what? How many people would say I'm that fan now? Ryan Gilbert, instead of a Chiefs, exactly, instead of a Chiefs fan, (laughs) but how many people would be fans of both for at least a little while? How many fans would say because they would obviously alternate weekends? Not they wouldn't necessarily share a stadium, but in in markets like that, you're not having games on the same weekend, so you'd alternate games. I think it'd be really interesting, and not necessarily just Kansas City. Do it in any other market, like let's say Dallas Fort Worth. Go put a team in Fort Worth. Move Dallas. Move the Cowboys to Dallas. See how it would work. I, I'd be fascinated because I think that at least an area like that, I think you could pull off two teams. Granted, I think you should put a team in Austin before you right. put a team in Fort the Worth. The largest metro area without a professional right. franchise but, in soccer. But I think that I, I truly think you could put an NFL franchise in any city, maybe other than Green Bay that already has an NFL franchise. And I think that after five to 10 years, Especially if one of the team, you know, if the new team can be, you know, good or better than the other team, I think you could potentially, for the most part, handle two franchises. I think it sounds crazy. I think it sounds crazy, I'll, but I'll say I, this: you know, I, one area that I think could handle a second NFL franchise, Las Vegas, because mm-hmm. so much of the state, Oakland or Raider fans, I should say, are complaining because so much of the stadium is filled with visitors. Because everyone goes to that game. I mean, Gilbert's going to watch the Steelers. Uh, I think you put another franchise in Vegas, and it would do okay. People would go. There's the, plenty of rooms. The Las Vegas hangovers. Ooh, that's perfect. The last, Tigers. The last, <laughs> the last question of the overtime from Ohio Power Cat. What thing did you, did you do as a child that kids today are missing out on? Riding your bike. Let's see. What did I do? I walked uphill both ways to school um, in the snow. I never looked at my phone. I stayed out until the streetlights came on. That's when I had to come home. I had to – we didn't have electricity. We didn't have internet. Okay. Uh, It was – yeah. Calling your friend's house the landline. Right. To see if they could hang out. So much of my childhood is just completely unrelatable to what people currently understand. We didn't have a cell phone. You called their house and you you, you let it ring 10 times before you hung up. I mean, it was just crazy. You want to go get your friends together? Go, go. You don't text them. You get on your damn bike and you ride to the first guy's house and say, let's go. I did that. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And then let's go. Let's just keep going. You just go. You get you get your posse put together and go play some ball or whatever. It takes a while. But, yeah. I mean, my Life Fits podcast this week was I talked to my sister and, like, you wanted – you left the house. You would be put to work inside that house. Mm-hmm. So you left the house and did activities. If you were smart, you'd pack some food. But most of the time we just went out and we knew we had to be back home before the streetlights were on. Things, things that I did as a kid that kids are missing out on today is 
going to the country club and playing 18 holes of golf and then going to the pool and getting chicken tenders or nachos or a burger and having just a whole day up at the up at the country club. Mm-hmm. Frozen yogurt from Little Cabana. I think one of the biggest developments. That's what kids are missing out on. That I think actually. That sounds extremely. <laughs> I know you're being completely sarcastic there. Just let everyone know that was extremely sarcastic from Zach. Don't. Was, it was. It was not in any way. But like it really. Like it way. really is just funny how. Like that was just like the summertime thing though for me and my sure. friends. Like you know we'd hang yeah. out. We'd go play golf. I mean like. I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure there's kids that are like that playing golf and, you know, hanging out and doing that. But like when you think of kids, like they're not going and playing baseball or sports or, you know, just spending time outside as yeah. much as we played. We did. We did. So what I would always go and my friend, he lived right across the street from the neighborhood pool. And so we would have a tennis ball that we would play baseball with. And then we would just eventually do a home run derby. Mm-hmm. And the goal would be to try and hit the ball into the pool. And it was always really hard to do that. It was kind of far away. Well, I would found myself as I got older able to do that. And one time I hit the ball and it went into the pool and hit a little kid who was in the pool in the head. You got bonus points. And the mom turned around and was yelling at us. And so we had to get on our bikes and ride away. a boy. To run from the crimes you commit. Right. That was also the same pool that we snuck into at like two in the morning when we were in high school. I'm going to have a uh, controversial take as we wrap up this episode. I think sports are too organized now. Mm. There's too many competitive traveling teams instead of just playing in a city league where you're playing against other people that you know and having fun. And now it's just like, all events are like weekend long trips for the family. I just think it's too much, too too competitive at times. I think it's stealing some of the fun from the games for the kids, yeah. maybe. As much as I hated that I could never make a competitive baseball team, I'm glad I didn't because I got to golf more and City League Baseball was not as lame as we probably thought it was. It was actually decently fun mm-hmm. no i had fun playing and, and it, it's it, it back sucks. then all you had yeah. is american legion right it sucks though that manhattan as far as parks and rec you know youth sports you know participation levels are probably at all-time lows yep. it's frustrating but you know that was it was always fun going out to the ballpark as a kid you know all four fields are going you know you're playing the late game so it's cooler it's dark it was fun I agree. And here I am about ready to go drive 12 hours to Baton Rouge, Louisiana to sit in 110 degree humidity. Humidity. humidity, humidity. Yeah. To watch kids. And let me, go let me just assure you something else. Well, I will say we do go up a kid. Go, go, we're going up against a team that is 15 that already has eight kids committed to LSU. So we'll put that into perspective. A 15 year old team. Eight kids are committed Yes. They don't have offers. Committed. Eight kids are committed, and they're 15 years old. Yes. That's a whole other issue. I'm committed to ending this podcast. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Thank you. 
The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.